Welcome back to the Subtweets and Therapy Podcast, the podcast with no theme, only words. I'm Julian. And I'm Jared. In today's podcast, we talk about a whole bunch of different things, including what happened in the Suez Canal, uh, the recent mass shootings, and a a lot of the uh, voter laws that are being passed in various states. But before we uh, send you guys into the episode, uh, just note that uh, Julian hasn't slept for more than six hours in the past three days. Three days. Yeah, yeah. And um, as a result, we have two options for you today. We're, we're giving you the choice today. Um, you can listen to the episode in full and enjoy both options. Or after you hear the first ending of the episode. That's around the 46 minute mark. Stop right there. We talked about all the serious stuff. You can go on with your day and get into political arguments with whoever you want to. Um, or if you want to skip all that stuff, you can just go straight to the first ending and then continue to listen from there and then listen to us just be complete and total idiots as we talk about almost dying and stuff like that. Oh, and, and poop. Yeah, and uh, just now, fun fact, tacos can almost kill you. Yes, I can. So what I'll do is when I'm editing, I'll come back and I'll put like a timestamp. I'll be like, go to this time mark. If you want to skip the politics, because, you know, some weeks we don't want to hear about that. Right. We want to hear about... <laughs> Roses almost killing you, tacos, the runs, all that fun stuff. You know, really get to know us. So, yeah, (laughs) enjoy the pod. I think the crazy thing is we recorded the podcast last week about a shooting on March 20th, Saturday, Mm -hmm. March 20th, right? Mm -hmm. Since then. It now being March 27th, we have had two mass shootings in a week. (sighs) Ten people killed in Colorado, two people killed in Virginia, eight people injured in Virginia. God. You know? I just... What? Well, it just, I mean, obviously, it's all still horrific. It's all still terrible. But, like, it's gotten to the point where it's so bad in this country where, like, the shock value isn't as high as it should be, you know? Like, hearing that we've had X number of shootings, like, it angers me and and, and upsets me that like the shock factors is is as high as it used to be, you know? Yeah. Like I was, when I was reading about it, I was like, Oh, there's another mass shooting, which is weird. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I feel like I'm turning, turning into like this cold person because Mm -hmm. I'm not shocked anymore. You know? Right. I'm just like, not indifferent, but I guess the shock value is gone. Right. Like I feel like I'm desensitized to it. Right. And I don't want to feel that way, but it's it's just like like this is just me being honest. Like whenever I hear news about stuff like that, it, my brain is just like, "Wow, another one," you know? Yeah. It's I don't know, dude. It's kind of sad that part of you knowing that America's like coming back to normal is that we've had three mass shootings this month. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like you're like, oh. We're definitely back. I just, I, I don't think I'll ever understand 
the like the the amount of pushback on gun reform laws and gun control laws when we have situations like this happen as frequently as they do like it it i'm not saying that we should be taking guns away from everybody you know i'm not saying that nobody has a, a right to you know own weapons or anything like that i'm just saying that the process in which we get it needs to be far more rigorous and far more consistent um like the the ease with which people are able to get weapons is the issue for me like the fact that basically anybody could get a gun and you know turn around the next day and and shoot somebody with it is just it's mind blowing to me yeah and i just don't like how people frame it like you said about you know people like worrying that they're going to take all the guns like right um i don't know if you saw the tweet but like senator mike rounds I don't know what state he's from, but he posted a picture of like a statue holding a shotgun with the dog. And he oh, like, yeah, I hey, saw that, Joe yeah. Biden, come and take it, which here's the, here's my big issue about this. No one said we want your shotgun. Mm. No one has said that mm-hmm. they're literally talking about assault rifles. Yes. Like, yes. And so yes. they keep doing this because they know that people, no offense to people who may be like this, are too stupid to like read up on the the issue or too lazy to read up on the issue. So they're thinking they're going to take everything. Right. 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 Like, I forget what shooting it was last week, but I know like um, the gun that one of the shooters used wasn't ne- wasn't technically considered automatic, but it used the um ammunition of a gun that would be an automatic so with gun control laws that would have been outlawed and he wouldn't have been able to have those bullets in the first place right the 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 only thing that people are really saying are we need to we need to close loopholes right Mm -hmm. not we need to get rid of everything right we need to close loopholes and we honestly honestly the only gun that i feel like should be taken off the streets like bar none are automatic rifles like mm-hmm. any sort of ar situation any sort of gun that is used for mass warfare should not be available to the general public like that's yeah. that's the one line that I really have where it's like I for me that feels like a non-negotiable because you don't need a gun that can squeeze off, you know, a hundred rounds or however many it is. Forgive me for not being fully, you know, aware of how many bullets it can shoot, but like it, it can squeeze off a large number of bullets within like a second or two. You don't need that to protect your home and you don't need that to hunt. Like you don't need to have weapons that are military grade in your house. You don't need it. And the thing that I keep hearing too (laughs) is they go, Oh, but we need them to defend ourselves against the government. Mm -hmm. If something were to happen, right. Mm -hmm. Which is in my opinion, the most illogical argument for them that there are. Right. Mm. Because if you think about it, if the government really wanted to handle you, what is your assault rifle going to do? That's a great question. Like, these dudes got tanks. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Planes, bombs. What are you going to do? Great question. Great question. I I don't know. 
I don't know. I know that that is like that is one of the staunch pillars of certain sections of the American mentality and the American ideal is being able to defend your home against the onslaught of the, you know, of the domineering government. But at the end of the day, you know, we're talking about an Alamo situation, like at the very best for you in which like you may be the, one of the few survivors, maybe, but nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, it's not going to work out that way just because they have more firepower than you and more people than you. Um, Plus, you know what the difference uh, between the Alamo and now is? Technology. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're not going to defend the Alamo like that anymore. Yep. I just... Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it's horrific and i hope and pray that um the communities that are 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 near the people who have lost loved ones in the most recent shootings um are able to support those families as much as possible um and edify those families as much as possible um and help them through the grieving process um i would love to say that i hope our government will take note of you know what's happened as well as all the other things that have happened previously with mass shootings and you know take the necessary steps uh to to um cut this off but i honestly i don't really hold out too much hope for that you know like did that that subject feels like one of those ones where like people could filibuster it for forever and i think that's because so there's this weird link between gun control as getting rid of the second amendment completely. Right. 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 When all people are saying are things like we need to fix the loopholes in background checking. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I read that, um, one in five gun sales are done without a background check. Mm. And Mm. that's because if you buy them at like gun shows, private sales or over the internet, there's no background check for it. You just get the gun. Right. And so, like, I don't think that that is, uh, like, illogical to try to fix, right? But then you have all these people who are just trying to get NRA money and donor money who try to link us trying to close loopholes as getting rid of guns. Like, I heard a senator, I forget which one, and Ted Cruz made an argument similar to this, where one senator was like, let's, you know, we don't want people dying from drunk drivers, but we don't get rid of all legal cars and ted cruz was like you know getting a gun should be just as easy as owning a car forgetting that there are several steps you have to take to get a car yes i was just gonna say like getting a car and getting your license is actually more difficult than getting a gun also before we before we head down that route we have to remember that shooting a mass group of people and and killing a large number of people is far easier and more efficient than doing so with a car. Just saying like you can definitely kill people with a car and you can hurt a large number of people with a car, but the ease with which you can do it with an AR 15 or something, it, it, it doesn't even compare, but continue with what you were saying. Yeah. I just, you know, if, if we had to go through all those steps to get a car, that'd be great. Licensing, insurance, you know, um, 
obviously all the things that you have to do to get, you know, loans, background checks, financial checks and stuff like that to get the car. If we were doing that with guns, like a process similar, you know, I think that'd be better. Right. But like background checks alone would help a lot, I believe. Yes. And who was it? Bo Bear? Bo Bear? I don't know how to say her name, but she's in the House of Representatives. I believe it's Bo Bear. Yeah. She, which by the way, she posted an ad about um, how we need to take down the walls around the Capitol and ended that ad with a gunshot sound. Mm. which I don't know about you, but that doesn't make me want to remove a barrier. You know? Not at all. <laughs> but I, that's not my point here. My point is she got, I forgot where she said it, but she was like, none of the laws that we have right now would have stopped any of these shootings. And we're like, exactly. That's yes. the point. That's like, the point. That's, that's why we're, we're trying to change them. You dummy. But people are just so entrenched on trying to get donor money. Like, this isn't... The thing is, people are like, yeah, they're with us on this gun thing. It's, that's not it. They just want mm. your donor money. Mm. They want NRA money, bro. Bro. It always comes back to money with situations because, like this. Like, it always does. If this was a thing of human decency at some point, you'd be like, enough is enough. Right? Yeah. yeah. Enough is enough. But, like, at what point? Is it going to be enough? You know? Jeez, yeah. It, it should It should have been enough. I mean, honestly, it should have been enough after the first mass shooting, however long ago you want to, you know, trace that back to. But seeing as how, at least for, for me, the, the big one for me is Sandy Hook. After mm-hmm. we saw what happened in Sandy Hook, after we saw those children, those children get murdered, and, and people who were against gun laws and, and, and gun law reform, after we saw them not change, not pivot after that incident, that for me made it clear that it wasn't about humanity. It wasn't about humaneness anymore. It was about something else. And I like I still can't fully fathom what that something else is and why that something else means so much to those individuals. But clearly, it is far more important than the sanctity of human life. Yeah, like, how many thoughts and prayers are you going to send up before mm. you get sick of this? See, and that's 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 the thing. Like, people will say, you know, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, blah, 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 blah. But, like, at the very least, with prayer, you there must be action that is paired with it. Like, Prayer isn't like some sort of slot machine that you just kind of throw your prayers into and then eventually you hit the jackpot and things work out. Like you you maintain your prayerfulness and combine it with intentional action to actually initiate change. But if you're not going to take that meaningful action, then your prayers don't really mean much. Yeah, and I I think the thing that's crazy to me is I saw this graphic, and this is excluding 2020 and 2021, obviously. But Mm -hmm. since Columbine, there's been about 165 mass shootings. 165. Like, that's not counting the failed attempts either, right? Like, I know a lot of people who have had to deal with someone having a gun at school. Me included. Someone brought a gun to my school when I was in high school. After I left AHA. 
Yeah. Yeah. I uh um, thankfully nothing happened. Yeah. But I didn't know that about you. But I mean, that happened to me at UNT. There like we had a, a campus shutdown because someone brought like a bag of guns to the school. Um and then at my previous school, uh, like nothing happened, but it, a student did have like guns in his truck or whatever. He brought a shotgun to the school. Yeah, he brought a shotgun. You remember? To the Be- and the yeah. the weird thing about it is we were talking about that, and I'm not trying to make light of anything here. Yeah, but the story was kind of funny because the next day, remember, we were talking about Columbine and how mm. the plan that they had actually didn't work because what they wanted to do was they put on like propane tanks out of the school and wanted the kids to run out so they could shoot the propane tanks and do more damage right right and we were like how weird would that be if you know that kid i'm not going to say that kid's name tried that right right and then the fire alarm went off do you remember that Mm -hmm. and we all looked Mm -hmm. at each other like oh no Mm -hmm. like legitimate horror like we felt legitimate horror like this is it Mm mm-hmm it was, it was honestly, it was eerie in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that we have to, that we had to even like feel that is ridiculous. Agreed. And the fact that people have to continue to suffer and to lose family members because of things like this are ridiculous. Like in Colorado, since 93, 47 people have died in mass shootings. Just in Colorado alone, since 93. That's, like, in our whole lifetime, basically. Jeez. And all we keep hearing is, this isn't the time to talk about it. Oh, thoughts and prayers. At what point is it time to talk and discuss and try to fix things? But see, even when we get to the point where, like, some of them are wanting to talk and discuss and all that, then we run into the other aspect of this, which is deflections into like topics that are related but not that are not exactly the correct topic to be talking about like what exactly constitutes an ar-15 or something along those lines like i've i've gone down multiple rabbit holes of people who are like yeah i like i'm for gun gun law reform but only for specific guns and you can't say that the gun used in this shooting or this shooting or this shooting was actually an AR-15 because of this technicality or this technicality or this technicality. And so like, they'll just, they'll filibuster it over and over and over and over and over again. And so like the, the talk isn't even worthwhile at that point because like, they're not really interested in engaging in a plan to stop things. They're just kind of patronizing you and just being like yeah yeah sure we can you know talk about it if you want but i'm not really going to change my opinion on it yeah and that is one of the big issues that i was going to segue into is the filibuster here Mm. right because Mm -hmm. at this point the house has passed uh, a bill for gun control i haven't looked exactly into it but i do know that it addresses those loopholes like let's say we didn't ban anything addressing loopholes is a good start I think anyone with like common sense would say closing the loopholes is a good idea. Right. Yeah. But the issue is obviously our, our wonderful Senate is not, that bill's not making it through. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's because they can just filibuster anything at this point, anything. Yeah. And it's, it's just wild to me that like they've already 
talked about how the filibuster is going to happen for this, and there there needs to be something done about this because the filibuster is literally like we're just standing still all the time, nothing's getting done, and then we're just going to keep hearing about uh, polit pol- uh, political identity and mm-hmm. sides being taken all the time rather than just like getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like. Honestly, the 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 only solutions I can think of or kind of come up with, um, they feel like long shots, but they also kind of feel like, you know, the only way that the system is supposed to work. Like if we're going to get a, a bill like this pushed through our Senate fully, then like the people who are represented by uh, conservatives who lean a little closer towards the middle, um, they really need to start pushing on their agenda and really start like hammering them for more support to push this through. Because if we are able to turn the tide by just enough votes, then it'll get squeezed through. Like we'll, we'll get it passed. But if we don't have enough push coming from uh, citizens, then it's just going to get filibustered until it dies. You know, yep. like that's, that's just how it is because of the, the way the majority is playing out in the Senate. Yeah. That, and we have another bill that if we don't do something about the filibuster, it's not going through and things will get, and I don't mean to sound like alarmist, but things will get a lot worse if this bill does not go through that mm-hmm. bill I'm talking about is this voting rights bill. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, there's some States passing some voter bills that are <clears throat> obviously not good for voters. Yes. And it's being spun as <clears throat> an election security bill. Mm-hmm. But they're not. They're <clears throat> a, you know what these bills are like? Do you remember as a kid when you'd be at recess playing and you'd be playing with that one kid who you'd be like, hi, oh, I got you. And you'd be like, uh, actually, I'm invisible, so you can't touch me. <laughs> so I'm not. Yep. You know that kid? Yeah. That's what it feels mm-hmm. like right now. That's what these 100%. Are doing. 100%. Uh, and just to backtrack a little bit, for anyone who is unaware, uh, as of February, state legislators in about 43 different states have introduced more than 250 bills with restrictive voting pr- provisions, um, at least according to the tally from the Brennan Center uh, up for Justice at New York University, uh, which obviously is in stark contrast to the lack of bills being passed to change gun laws or anything like that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, obviously, this is a result of our uh, previous election. Uh, states in certain sections of this country have lost their minds uh, in an attempt to make it more difficult for anyone and everyone who is eligible to vote to actually do so in a manner that makes sense. Um Obviously, this effort is led by the GOP uh, because they are doing everything in their power to keep control um, so that they can continue to ram their agenda down the throats of America in general. Um, The state that I want to talk about the most in this situation is Georgia, uh, because I mean, you know, you know, if you want to talk about a state that just kind of fully encapsulates the 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 fight for change uh, and the resistance to it. Georgia is probably the perfect place to look 
Uh, I feel like most people would probably think that like Texas or, or Florida might be a, a better uh, state to look at. But with what uh, Senator Brian Kemp or I'm sorry, Governor Brian Governor. Kemp just mm-hmm. just did um, the other day, I, I, I have to say that Georgia takes the cake on this one. So um, he signed this sweeping law um, that, generally speaking, makes it harder for people of color or, or people who are in lower income uh, areas to vote. Um, and the way that he did it, the manner in which that he did it is what people are talking about for the most part, uh, let alone some of the provisions in it, like making it illegal uh, for you to pass out water to people who are standing in line to go vote. Um, so instead of talking about all of that, I'm going to talk about the optics of it, and then Julian, I feel like you can talk about like the the ins and outs of it if you want. Yeah, to. I have yeah, I have like a list. Okay, cool. So the reason people are are talking about this law, uh, at least as much as they are, is because a picture was taken of Brian Kemp and his support staff signing this law, uh, and the picture is of course of all white men. Uh, and just behind them is a picture of an antebellum uh, plantation uh, that was known for its history of cruelty. Uh, It actually had a uh, prison that was built on the actual property of the plantation, uh, and slaves uh, who, quote-unquote, misbehaved uh, would be sent in there, uh, and then dogs would be sicked on them, and the dogs would like bite chunks out of their legs and stuff like that. Um, so the Brian Brian Kemp and his support staff signed this bill that makes it more difficult for people to vote uh, in Georgia. Uh, standing in front of this picture, and a lot of people are calling it the new Jim Crow, uh, which is pretty appropriate considering that. Not too much later, after that picture was taken of Governor Brian Kemp, uh, a picture was also taken of the Georgia State Representative Park Cannon, uh, who is an African-American woman. Um, And the reason that this picture was taken of her is because she was being aggressively arrested and physically dragged out of the building uh, while Brian Kemp was uh, signing this bill. Now, the reason she was arrested and the reason Brian Kemp had her arrested is because she, quote unquote, knocked on the door, like literally physically knocked on a door so she could go into the room where the bill was being signed so she could watch the bill being signed. She wasn't trying to do anything in terms of stopping the bill. She wasn't trying to be aggressive towards anyone in the room. She wasn't presenting herself as a threat in any sort of way. Not that that particularly matters in this situation. Um, All she did was attempt to enter the room so that she could watch this new Jim Crow law be passed. Uh, And instead she was um, handcuffed and and forcibly removed from the building. So people are talking about the optics of it and and how eerily similar it feels to the actual Jim Crow era. Yeah. She was also charged with obstruction of law enforcement and disrupting a session of the Georgia general assembly Mm -hmm. for those who were curious. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is basically like Jim Crow's comeback. You know, don't call it a comeback. This is, uh, as we would say, it's the remix, or to yep. quote our president, this uh, makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> That's what he said. I'm serious. I watched the news conference. 
Yeah, I know. That's I know. I just like being a yeah. No, no, no. I just I find it I find it like morbidly hilarious more than anything else. Yeah. And for those who are curious as to what is in this bill, uh, which is named the Election Election Integrity Act of 2021, which is quite the name for this. The key points are basically um, it ensures new ID requirements for requesting mail-in ballots, which replaces the current system, which simply requires a signature. So instead of just, you know, showing your signature and then um, validating your signature, you have to show your ID even for mail-in ballots, which is interesting. Um, As Jared said, it bans the practice of giving food or water to voters in line at polling stations, which... If you think about it, as hot as it gets in Georgia, that's awful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, just imagine, like, a 95-year-old woman out there trying to vote in the heat mm-hmm. with a mask mm-hmm. on, you know? Yep. Um, it gives the state legislator more power to take control of voting operations if problems are reported, which they've really shown that they can be trusted here, right? Yeah, sure, totally. <laughs> And it limits the number of drop boxes in which people can place their absentee votes, meaning many people will have to travel further to get to said drop boxes. And it shortens the early voting period for all runoffs. Mm. And they say that what this is going to do is this is aiming at making vote more efficient, which I don't really see in any of these points how it makes voting more efficient i would creating really like lo- to creating longer lines uh by mm-hmm. reducing the the number of locations uh and increasing the area in which those locations service um reducing the runoff time so making it again longer lines because more people have to change up the schedule at an earlier time in order to go out and vote um does not make things more efficient like putting no. more people in the queue to vote does not make things more efficient you're not even getting like this lie isn't even a good lie like the, the, you guys didn't even try when you lied about this one like you're just like yeah we're just gonna lie about it but you know we know you guys understand what we're talking about here like come on man yeah the the thing that really irks me is like if you had confidence in yourself, in your platform, you'd want as many people to vote as possible, right? Mm. That's what you'd want. But Mm. instead of encouraging voting, especially with after the wave of political activism that we saw in the recent election, you think that we'd be celebrating that. But instead, they're just out here trying to deny people rights to vote and the issue is, is they only it's not just oh go ahead no no go ahead uh my, i was gonna say the issue is is this isn't just happening in georgia there are many this is happening mm-hmm. in many states across the country arizona michigan florida yep yep mm-hmm. it's it's all about and like I said before, it's all about control, man. It's all about control. We saw, as you said, a record amount of political activism, especially from young people um, over, over the past couple of years. Um, and it resulted in a pretty seismic victory um, for the Democratic Party 
And now the Republican Party is doing everything in its power to stamp that out, like everything. Um, and of course, you know, they will try to, to spin it as this great thing that's more efficient and uh, more secure and blah, 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 blah. But I mean, at this point, if you're really paying attention, it's not that hard to see what's going on, you know? Yeah, not at like, all. Like, it's not and that I- hard to understand, like, who's who's doing this and why they're doing it. Like, with Brian Kemp alone, we know that he voided valid votes. I think it was like 4,000. Forgive me if I'm wrong about the number. But I think it was about like 4,000 votes that he he voided in the, the last runoff so that he could, quote, unquote, beat Stacey Abrams, even though he probably technically lost if we're talking about pure numbers without the the votes actually being purged or anything like that like he would have lost so like mm-hmm. this is coming like all these things that, that are happening in Georgia are coming from a man who lost and cheated his way to victory and is from his sore loser mentality is doing everything that he can to try and keep power and make it easier for others like him to win again in the future yeah and i think what you were saying and like knowing who this bill is for is and i know some people don't like to talk about optics as we just talked about it but Mm -hmm. if you look at the picture of him signing that bill right who's around him Mm -hmm. there's no women in there there's no women color in there and Mm -hmm. the photo is just saying voting ain't for everybody else right like we're just trying to make sure that we stay in power instead of look let's like, let's address why they lost, right? Obviously, there's a big elephant in the room. But the reason why they lost, I'm going to guess, other than 45, mm. is they didn't put forward a platform. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was yeah. no platform. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think people are going to do if you don't propose a platform? How can mm. I? I'm just going to guess what you're going to do. <laughs> I'm just right. gonna trust. I'm just gonna trust what you're gonna do based off of the fact that you're conservative, and you know you said things that I liked in the past about particular topics and blah blah blah. So I'm just gonna trust that you you know you got this. You got yeah, this. You don't really have to actually are the try. Most trustworthy people on the planet. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. So like, why do you, you thought you were gonna win with no platform, and you gonna blame voter? security and voter fraud for losing even though it's been proven in court case after court case after court case and appeal after appeal after appeal that that wasn't true Mm. right and so Mm -hmm. they're basing all these bills off of a non-starter because it was a lie by a dude who just doesn't want to admit that he's a loser yep Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, you put it perfectly when you liken, you know, all of this situation to that kid on the playground who constantly just changes the rules so he doesn't lose. Like that's that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with like like toddler temper tantrums from people in power because they can't handle the fact that that America, the majority of America, is not with them at the moment. Yeah. They just don't want to admit it. They're like, oh, the people are going to love this. Yeah, this is for the people. No, it's not, man. Um, so, yeah, I, I am definitely going to be keeping an eye on, you know, all the things that will be coming from our president. 
uh, and from our government regarding all the different statewide laws that are, are being passed or, or, or are in the process of being passed. Um, not necessarily with a lot of hope, uh, just because I know, you know, with politics, anybody can find a way, you know, like anybody can find a way to, to make something not happen. Um, but I do genuinely hope that more and more uh, people who are being represented by these conservative um, representative senators, governors will you know, put more pressure on them uh, to do everything that they can to make some sensible changes, you know, um, yeah. like. I, I hate the I hate feeling like we're at that point where it's just kind of like we're 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 calling on people's humanity, you know, as like a last gasp resort type of situation because we've exhausted all of the like logical arguments. But that kind of feels like where we're at right now. We're just like we got to appeal to your your better nature and hope that you can see that you know a lot of the stuff is just unnecessary un- and and entirely cruel. Um, and it doesn't have to be like this. Like, you don't have to agree with everything that, you know, Democrats are doing or anything like that. But at the very least, like, you can be logical and sensible about the things that we're talking about. I think the the whole issue, too, is we're trying to appeal to humanity when it's pretty obvious that they do anything to win. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. at this point, they don't want to offend their voters. So they're saying that the insurrection wasn't really an insurrection and that these were law-abiding citizens. You know? I will n- I will never stop calling it an insurrection. Never. Yeah. Because that's you know, what some it are was. Saying, some are saying it was zero threat right from the start. <laughs> zero threat. You know, a cop was murdered, but, you know, no threat. Mm-hmm. They had a noose. They had guns, but no threat. Okay, cool. <laughs> So I, don't, I don't know man i don't know man like i'm just like today i'm just not really in the mood you know like i'm just not really in the mood like it's it's plain clear and obvious that you guys are full of it when it comes to stuff like this and i don't know we're not gonna stop fighting I- I- until we can you know actually make change but gosh is this a, an annoying process yeah yeah it is or yeah, as just, as Rolling Stone put it, a, a pulpery of what was it, odious. Um, oh, let me find it. Oh, dang it! It was so good. A pulpery of. I'd old, say it's odious. odious politics right now. <laughs> oh yeah, dang it, bro! I, I need to know what they said though, because that was like such a good phrase. Let me pull it up. Rolling Stone. It is. So they have put forward a pulpery of odious new voter suppression measures in Georgia Mm -hmm. is what they said. This whole U S situation is a pulperous pulpery of odious politics and odious character because it has been shown that many people that are our elected officials have none, have no character, no scruples. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And right now, it just feels like things are as stuck as that cargo ship. <laughs> A one transition there, sir. Nice job. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I was I was actually just trying to think of a transition that was pretty smooth. 
Um, I do it. I, I try. You know. What I'm you know. Ha- hats off to you, man. Six hours of sleep over the past three days, and you're making it happen. Um, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so for for anyone who doesn't know, currently um, there is a very large cargo ship that is blocking the, the Suez Canal. Um, which is, if you don't know exactly where that is, it's like right by Egypt. Like you go through the the Red Sea, uh, and it, it connects um, Asia and the Middle East and Egypt with Europe. Um, and it is one of the world's most important and major um, shipping uh, tr- uh, shipping traffic routes. Uh, it is responsible for I think about like 80 or 90 percent of the amount of goods that are shipped worldwide uh that's that's where uh, like most of our shipping stuff just just crosses uh and right now this ship called the ever given uh is grounded at, at a, basically a diagonal uh and it's such a large ship that it is blocking from one side to the other the entire canal and so now, a lot of the world's trade is just stuck. Um, people have been following it for days now. Uh, and obviously everyone on Twitter has been talking about it. Um, and it's the reason that it's stuck, which it, no one is still like 100% sure exactly what happened. Uh, but there are some suggestions that it was a combination of, of human error mixed with just really bad luck. Uh, because as uh, the the Evergreen was um, sailing through the canal, it got hit with really, really, really strong winds um, that were a part of a sandstorm. Uh, and so it got knocked off course and it ended up in one of the more shallow areas of the canal and ran aground. And now we don't really know when it's going to get out. <laughs> yeah, um, it says the part where it's stuck is 985 feet wide. And here's why that's important. The ship is thirteen hundred feet long. <laughs> <laughs> that is four football fields. If anyone is at home trying to keep count, uh, and it weighs like over like two hundred thousand metric tons. Yeah. So for anyone who is wondering, like like myself, why don't they just kind of like lift up one part of it with a whole bunch of helicopters? Yeah, that's not really gonna work. It is heavy man it is heavy they said they so, tried to refloat it and that failed yes they said so right now they're doing the whole like sin- tugboat situation right like they have tugboats that are trying to pull it they have dredge boats that are trying to like remove the sand and mud away from from the boat as much as possible and they're trying to remove some of the weight so that it floats a bit better but none of that has worked like I'm looking at the map of this canal. Maybe they should try to widen it in the future. <laughs> like I, I bro, mean, it's I mean, so thin. Maybe. Like I'd be like, there's no yeah. way. <laughs> there's yeah. No way. It it does look really, really thin whenever you're looking at it on a map. Um I mean right now the the hope and the goal is for them to be able to to get it out of the way come uh monday there's supposed to be like a a spring tide that's gonna flood through and it's gonna raise the water level by about 18 inches uh but 
I don't know, man. Like, if they try to make the canal wider, that might end up causing more problems. Because I, I was reading earlier, they were concerned with, like, using the dredge boats. They were concerned that that mm-hmm. was going to disrupt the floor of the canal in a negative way. So they've been pretty careful about how they've been doing that. So I don't know if they can make it wider, dude. I just don't. This is why I don't mess with boats, bro. I'm <laughs> telling you. Last year, it was cruise ships. This year, it's cargo ships. Mm. Boats mm-hmm. just get stuck, man. I don't mess with those. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Like, could you imagine yeah. just being the captain? You know, you're like, oh, smooth sailing, smooth up. We're stuck. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, no. Whoops. Um, so, yeah, if you guys have ordered anything off of Amazon uh, or anything that's coming from China, you know, overseas or something like that, it, it's going to be a minute before you get it. Um, Here's right what you now, do. Complain there's to like customer a service and get your gift cards. If yeah, stuff do is going to be late, do that. get your gift cards, bro. Do that. Yeah, yeah, do that. Uh, right now, it's estimated that there's $10 billion at stake um, for the, the trade market. So things are getting pretty hectic and pretty expensive. Uh, so I'm definitely going to have my popcorn ready because I'm sure things are, are going to be uh, pretty chaotic here over the next couple of days. That's just wild. Although wild. I like like I know we, we kind of have like a, a lighter tone about this. But like it's I do really hope bad. that yeah, like it's actually really bad. Like I hope we're able to, to fix this because this ship could be stuck for weeks. Like yeah, genuinely I- could be stuck for weeks. So this is a potpourri of odious circumstance. <laughs> That's going to be our new catchphrase for everything we don't like. <laughs> Friggin' Chick-fil-A forgets my sauce. This is a potpourri of odious forgetfulness. Where's my <laughs> lamb sauce? <laughs> I'm going to say it to customer support. And they're going to be like, excuse me. <laughs> Oh my god. So yeah, um th- I think that's all that I really have for you today. Um although I do have one really random uh thing to say that isn't related to anything that we've talked about. Yeah, what is it? What's the random? Um beware Rose's Cafe. Unless you want to have the worst case of the runs, you could ever hope for uh as well as body aches chills nausea uh lightheadedness light sensitivity bro i got hit with a stomach bug that put me on my butt dude it put me on my butt but it wasn't just me it was Brittany, mr b and mrs b we all had roses from two different locations on the same night and we all got sick. Now, it's quite possible that it came from um, a family member. There's a, a Riker. He uh, isn't necessarily feeling well, or he hasn't been feeling well over the past couple of days. So it's possible that we got it from him. But I don't want to blame the kid, so I'm putting it all on roses and whatever they put in that rice. Because that's, that sucker, my God. I was in pain two days ago, dude. It was bad. That sounds awful. Yeah. Awful. It was terrible. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I was going to like joke at first about you not finding shrimp tails in your stuff. 
like the crunch, <laughs> like you know, the cinnamon toast yeah. crunch thing. Yeah. But, wow. <laughs> Wow. That's the that is the exact reaction I was hoping for. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> wow, that oh, sounds awful. Yeah, I was like, okay, what random news story can I find? And I was like, wait, no, I have something better. I have something way better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's wild. So yeah, there you go. Random story of the week. The boss had the the diarrheas, man, and it was not fun. Yeah, it definitely does not sound fun. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So you know, just buyer beware. It's it's bro, I love uh, roses too. I know it's so good. It's so good, but I'm probably not gonna be going back for weeks now. Yeah, you got PTSD from <laughs> Bro, it was Jeez. one of those situations where, like, where, like, my body was, like, achy all over. So, like, I could not get comfortable, even if I was, like, laying down. Because my body wanted to go to sleep, right? But, mm-hmm. like, I was, like, I can't get comfortable enough. So, I was just, like, wallowing in this pain for hours. I was just, like, I hate this. And I never want to have roses ever again. But... I, I know. I probably. I'm probably gonna go back in a few weeks. I'm not gonna lie. It's too. It's good. so good, dude. It's so good. But now I'm like so wary. <laughs> wary. <laughs> oh man. As the the stronger likelihood is that we got it from Riker. But again, I can't look at that kid's face and be like, "How dare you?" Because the kid is is darn right adorable. So I just I I can't. I'm blaming it on roses. Yeah, it's got to be roses, dude. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. You know that plus, like that me and Riker, like we're cool, bro. Yep, yep, yep. Me and Riker are cool. Like, like, like I'm genuinely one of his favorite people, which makes me so happy. So I'm not gonna mess this up. <laughs> yeah. So don't blame him. No, no, not doing it's, it. <laughs> it's roses, bro. <laughs> Uh, I'll update Roses. you in a few weeks after I go back to see what happens. Watch you go back and it happens again. Oh, that would be so, <laughs> that would be so bad. Uh... <laughs> I'd be so angry. That's oh my god! Review, bro. <laughs> I would make a Yelp account just for that one review. We'll just take this segment and just post an audio clip and be like, here's my <laughs> review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That would genuinely suck, though, because there's a Rosa's with, like, literally seven minutes away from where I live. So let's let's hope bro, that same. it's not that. Like, it's so, so good. quick to get there, too. It's so good, bro. The only thing that my area is is missing is an Olive Garden. If I had an Olive Garden, I'd be set. Yeah, the the closest one is just like a little bit. It's like far enough to where it's kind of inconvenient. Yeah. Wait, where's the closest one to you? Uh, I believe it's on 121. Huh. I believe so. Interesting. I'll have to huh. look. 
Did not realize that. But it's but like far me. enough to where it's like a little bit out of the way. Like it's yeah. inconvenient. Yeah, I feel that. Oh, the one over by uh, Stonebriar? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one that I go to whenever me and Brittany Yeah, it's like it. if I wanted to go to OTB, it's out of the way. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't go. Yeah, that's fair. Man, OTB, those were the days, bro. Good times, man. Those were the days, bro. Yes, sir. Uh, all right, we should probably wrap this up. Uh, sorry for that totally random little segment there talking about my poops. Um... I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Uh, stay off of social media. Maybe hug your family. If you have pets, pet them. Go outside, get some sunshine, drink water, all that type of stuff. Always remember that he subtweets. I'm therapy, and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bro, I completely forgot that there's like basically a tornado on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Uh, see, that was the other thing. Okay. That was the other thing, bro. I should have mentioned that in my story. So the night that I that we had roses uh, was the same night of, of the tornado situation, right? So, like, Brittany was over because she's off this week. Um, and so she was walking to her car. Like, we literally had just walked down the stairs of my apartment and were in the parking lot. And as the rain started coming down and I got the tornado warning. So I was like, oh, well, looks like you got to stay at least until the warning passes. So we go back inside and we're just kind of like chilling or whatever. We're like keeping track of like the storm and like looking at people stand outside and get pelted with hail, you know, just like a bunch of fun. I will never understand those people. Honestly, I can't judge them because I did the same thing myself one time. I wanted to know what it felt like and it hurt. Um... I can feel your judgment. I don't need it. All right. I didn't ask for it. Okay. I told you that in confidence. So shut up. In confidence for the world to hear. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I told you and our audience in confidence. I need y'all to shut up about it. Uh, I don't know why, bro. I just, I was like, yeah, I want to know what it feels like. And it, it didn't feel good. Um, it feels like rocks. <laughs> yeah, it felt like old rocks. Old rocks. Yeah, basically, basically. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, like we were, we were uh, just like chilling, and then she was gonna go home, uh, or she was considering it. Then her dad was like, "No, just stay at, at Jared's." And so you know, we were like trying to go to sleep, and then at like two or three a.m., like I hear her in the bathroom. And so I go in there and she's just laying on my bathroom floor. And I was like, what happened? She was like, I puked and I have diarrhea and I didn't know what to do. So I just laid down and I was like, oh, no. Oh, so she just quit. Yeah, bro. She just quit. She just quit. (laughs) She was like, I can't handle it. I'm done. And just laid down on my bathroom floor. She quit. She quit because that's like one of the worst situations to be in. And I know this is probably really gross for the audience, but that's the worst situation to be in. And so, like, the optimal solution is you have to just sit down and either puke in the tub or grab a trash can. Yep. Yeah. And not like not too much earlier. I think it was like like last week or two weeks ago. 
same thing happened to her. I don't fully remember what that situation was. Oh, yeah, I remember. We like me, her, and Matt. We were watching. Um, I think as above, so below, and just like having some drinks, and we ended up saying saying up kind of late. Uh, and she got hungry, so like she was like, "Okay, I'm gonna finish off this Torchy's queso that we have." Uh, which Torchy's Torchy's queso is so freaking good, by the way. If you haven't, I don't had think it. I've ever had Torchy's. Are you serious, I'm bro? Serious. Okay, don't let this story deter you. Like, like this endorsement. This... Really wait, 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 wait. The only reason it happened is because of the alcohol. That's literally the only reason that it happened. Um, but I don't know, you... bro. I'm seeing two different situations. And wait, wait, a listen. Common link. Listen, the genre listen. of food. Listen, listen, listen. The, the the roses thing that that was. She didn't even have like. She didn't have like case or anything like that. But the torchy situation was just because she definitely was at least a little tipsy. So when she had the queso at friggin' 2 a.m., her stomach was just not feeling it. But Torchy's is genuinely delicious. And I'm shocked that you haven't had it. You need to have it. Once you have it, you'll be like, yo, this is fire. I guarantee it. But yeah, I haven't. It, I like, haven't. yo, okay. Once you actually decide to do it, because I know it's probably going to be like a year from now, uh, get the Trailer Park Trashy. It is a taco with a fried chicken strip in it, and they pour their queso on top of the chicken strip. And it is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So good. Also, their Jamaican brush fire is good, and their chicken fajita is good, and their beef fajita is good. It's all really good. Um, Now I'm thinking about it. Brittany played a really dangerous game there. Like right Mexican food at two a.m. tipsy or yeah. not tipsy, bro? Yeah, that's dude. a dangerous game. Like we're yeah. not teenagers anymore, bro. <laughs> like our like, disposition can't handle it. <laughs> like I don't know if I told you, but like I had a taco like a month ago or something like that. Late, like late. I played this yeah. dangerous game, and it had me like awake at three in the morning, feeling like death was coming, bro. <laughs> like death was coming. <laughs> like, I was like sitting at the corner of my bed, hugging my water bottle. Like, this is it, bro. This is it. <laughs> I'm serious, bro. My stomach was like killing me. I was like shaking, a little sweaty. I was like, oh, God. Oh, geez. Oh, God. Oh, bro. Yikes. It was literally it Taco changed Bell? the way. No, no. It was like a home. Like, I made it at home. Oh, God. Like, I had it, and I was like, yeah, it's a dangerous game, bro. I'm telling you. It literally changed the way I go about food. Now I'm like, if it's like after 7, 8, I'm not doing it. I'm Dang, not having bro. food. Like, I'm not Dang. doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro. I what are have you, never 50? been. Bro, like, I've been in the hospital for asthma and stuff like that. You yeah. know, we almost hit a gas pump in a yeah, snowstorm. I, Do you remember I that? I remember. I remember. It and almost hit my I have side. never. I have never felt more close to death than that moment. And I was like, God, if I make it through this, I promise I am not eating after this time ever again. <laughs> ever again. Bro, you put yourself under Old Testament type agreements with God over some over a taco. Bro, I signed I signed a life contract. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Oh my god. You. 
That's hilarious, man. What did you even put in the taco? Bro, literally, it was just meat cheese. Like, I didn't want to pull anything else out. Yeah. So I was like, that's it. Because I had had them earlier in the like, earlier, right? In the day. They weren't, like, day-old tacos either, right? Yeah. So I just did meat cheese, and I was like, all right, I'm cool. I waited, like, an hour or so, and I'm like, all right, kind of going to bed. I'm a little tired. Woke up, dying. (laughs) Just dying, bro. Sitting at the edge of my bed, hugging my over 100 ounce water bottle just trying <laughs> to take sips and i'm like this is it man like what do i do why do you like, have such a big water bottle what's wrong with you <laughs> it's because so i had a 40 ounce but it's annoying to keep walking back to fill it oh my god like, the it's water like bottle is so big steps. it's intimidating <laughs> the water bottle is so big it's intimidating to just to drink from like it's intimidating. <laughs> you know when you have like a big cup and you're like, I don't know if I can finish this. That's how I yeah. feel every day with that water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I need oh. the sense of satisfaction knowing that I've made it to the end. So I don't mind refilling it. <clears throat> oh my god. Just, that's hilarious I just don't though, bro. Like the that that's I'm telling you, it's hilarious. a dangerous game, bro. Like we're not yeah. teenagers anymore. Okay, but that's how, like how one of those ones where I was like so is it like right. all food? Is it all food for you after a certain time? Or is it just like Mexican food? Like if you had stuffed crust pizza at 2 a.m. and you're starving, are you telling me you're not going to eat a slice of pizza? Bro, let me tell you something. If I'm hungry at 2 a.m., I'm chugging water and going to bed. Oh, my God. I mean, that's smart. I Like I, I absolutely refuse in general now to eat after midnight. But if it's spicy food, I'm sure as shit not eating that after <laughs> 7. <laughs> You sound like Matt when it comes to Wingstop. Like, he loves it, but every single time he eats it, he's on the toilet for, like, an hour the next morning. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I used to make fun of my parents and my dad. You know, he'd be like, oh, shouldn't have eaten that. Uh, nope. I feel it now, bro. I'm not doing it. <laughs> hey, man, you need, to get, you need to get on that probiotic gang, bro. Drink bro, some I ain't your got cool that young constitution good. no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> your boy's almost 30. <laughs> gotta take precautions i'm not gambling <laughs> my life anymore <laughs> oh my god bro just do what you're uh, actually jaya is the one who put me on this kick the the yakults bro just mm-hmm. get you some of those man drink one before you eat drink one after you eat and you're chilling yeah yeah but see like the thing is like that really took away my sense of invincibility you know, like you have one thing in your life that really humbles you. Dog, I've been Before telling you this like... for years. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on. I've been telling you for like 10 years that you are not invincible. I told you that after we almost hit the gas pump on my side, by the way. Which, I told you. by the way, the thing about almost hitting that gas pump, which like it wasn't us doing anything stupid is the car wouldn't stop. <laughs> it was like comic, almost comic about how we almost did it because oh, it was, like, it was hitting, pure movie it was like pure i'm movie. hitting the brakes we're not stopping emergency brake we're not stopping and we just look at each other and go ah! <laughs> <laughs> like screaming i'm staring at the pump as we're sliding closer to it just screaming my head off i look at julian he's just screaming his head off and i'm like oh my god this is it we're dead this, this is, is it, it. And we stopped literally an inch away from the gas pump, bro. And we were just like, ooh. So we still going to the mall? 
We're like, heck yeah, of course we're still going to the mall. That's why we came <laughs> out here. And then oh, we went God. to, why do we go, but why do we go to Willow Bend after that? That's my question. Bro, let me tell why you do we go to the, the mom mall of America? There was nobody in there. It's the worst mall. <laughs> Oh my god, we were so stupid. We were so dumb. But even after that, I still had like that air of invincibility, right? I was like, nothing can bring me down. That didn't bring me down. Nothing's bringing me down. But now I know a taco could bring me down. So <laughs> I'm a lot more humble. 